everybody. It's time for another episode of Couch Stories. Yeah, that's the that's the theme song I've come up with for this. Uh, <laughs> until I get something more official, that's that's the tune. But anyway, this is the segment where we talk with the person who was just on the podcast. I am your host, Justin Jaywar, host of the Chicago 60 podcast, the Chicago 60 show on YouTube, the pregame show, anything associated with Chicago 60. And um, we had a wonderful guest on the podcast uh, just a few moments ago, and that was a wonderfully talented lyrically masterful musicianship extraordinaire on the banjo guitar and other manner of instrumentation <laughs> for folk blues and sometimes bluegrass music i want to introduce you all again to elijah burlow hello hey, elijah how hey, are you oh, oh hey oh hey what's up man nothing much how you doing? did you enjoy being on the podcast yeah i did actually excellent that yeah. is the easiest thanks for, thanks for having me easiest affirmation question i have is <laughs> you're already in my place in the studio it's hard to say no right <laughs> Yeah, it was great. No, I'm just kidding. That's cool, man. Fucking awesome. No, it was fun. I we had a really good conversation there, and um, yeah, that was a really fun conversation talking about performances on stage between comedy and music, and how they can be similar, and how they're what the differences are, and things like that. Was really really interesting. So I really appreciate you uh, hopping on the podcast with us to talk about that. But this whole segment is all about you, my friend. It's all about learning about who the hell you is. <laughs> so that's what we're about to do. Um, so for those of you who have not listened to the podcast yet, go do that immediately. You get up there. Listen to the podcast, folks. Um, but Elijah and I met when I was a bar back at Sparrow, and I would walk into La Colombe uh, or La Colum or whatever we've decided to call it at this point. And uh, I was like, hey, man, I work at Sparrow, blah, blah. I'm grabbing coffee, everybody. And you're like, oh, cool. And I went to pay, and you're like, ah, it's all good. And then you came in later, and I was like, and you're like, hey, I want to get a drink. We were like, it's all good. (laughs) And that was the relationship we had for quite a while, is it not? Yeah, for a little that's bit. basically how it goes. Yeah, when you're when you're swap, artist, swap, you know? that's right. Do the swap it is swap. Mm-hmm. So uh, we did that, and then I found out you're an amazingly talented musician, and uh, listened to some of your music. We played uh, some of it at the beginning of the podcast, and we're gonna be uh, posting a few of your songs on our page, which I hope you're cool with. Get those listens. That's right. Get them listens. Go listen to his stuff, man. Go Elijah Burlow. Yes, you're on Spotify. Mm-hmm. You are on uh, all, the, all the things. All actually. the things. Yeah. He's on all the things. We'll post all of that in the description below. So hit that little arrow. Go down. All of his links will be there. Check it out. Um, let's get to know you real quick, man. So tell me. So I mean, I know you, but I don't know you. Know you. Likewise. So tell me, um, where do you hail from? You were saying you're from Maryland, Massachusetts. Correct? Massachusetts. The other close though. Yeah. Wow. The other state. East Coast and M. Yes. Eastern Massachusetts, yeah. All right, right nice. Off of Cape Cod. Oh, very, okay, you're uh, Cape Codish. All right, very nice. <laughs> Cape Codish. <laughs> a question, do they have a lot of cod in Cape Cod? Not much, no. <laughs> I always found that to be a hilarious predicament. Overfished now, yeah. Yeah, you know, overly fished. You know how it goes. It's now Cape Maybe Cod is what <laughs> it should change its name to. <laughs> is there cod? We don't know. <laughs> Cape not anymore cod. Cape not... <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. You know? Yeah. So you uh, you grew up in uh, near Cape Cod, maybe some cod left, mm-hmm. uh, Massachusetts. So I got to ask, um, what is like? What's your general? Don't give a you know a life story, but like, what I'm curious is how a kid from Cape Codish, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, 
Massachusetts got into folk and blues and bluegrass type music. Like, where? How did this come about? Uh, there's a scene out there. Um, one of my favorite songwriters is Willie Mason, who mm. is from uh, where I'm from, and yeah. There's like the James Taylor kind of crew and art of this artist colonies about there. So there you get a lot of folks that have like retired or done things in New York or Boston or Rhode Island, which all have like art centers in themselves. And then you get them there and then they age and they have kids and you just have like a whole community of artisans and artists. And a lot of that was expressed with like, you know, very naturalistic folk music and stuff like that. Very stripped down sort of stuff. So. That's what I grew up listening to, watching. You know, there's there's not a whole places to play, but where you could play or where you listen to stuff, you you'd get mostly yeah, just like that kind of uh, very n- not super traditional folk, but pretty close to it. Yeah, that kind nice. of stuff. Yeah, nice. So I mean, it's something that you you grew up on. It wasn't like something you heard and you're like, oh, that sounds cool. I want to go try that yeah. out. It was like this is something that's ingrained almost to your core in a sense. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny because it's like. Everyone thinks I'm from the South or something, <laughs> which is kind of funny because yeah. I'm from like the anti-South. Yeah, like right, right. Yankee of the Yankee. Yeah, right. Yankee, like, you know? exactly. It's but like we were a union state. Yeah, for yeah. real. I was just, I don't know. I just, um, I definitely like latched onto it as like a form of communication also, you know, because it's like I wanted to do things as simple as, po- not simple as possible, but like as, you know, um, expressly as possible. So it's like, if I'm just sitting alone, I can convey to you as much as I can convey to you with one guitar and one voice or something like that as much as I could possibly do, you know? Yeah. So that capacity kind of, like, wasn't the attraction. Gotcha. To, like, doing more folk music things than than latching on to, you know, other sorts of formats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you find, like... um do you find there's do you find that folk music culture has got anything as you've gone through it and experienced it that's got anything unique to it that other genre music genres don't have? So when you're performing and whatnot, meeting people who like folk music music, is there anything like idiosyncratic like amongst to, the crowd? To folk music? Yeah. I, I don't I mean, I I would say like no right off the bat. I would say it's just like this I mean, there's definitely differences, you know. But there's right. there's nothing like specific like I mean, what's kind of the thing that I love about it is that it's you can work out a very simple format, but then do alterations to that format and in in infinium. So it's just like you could just keep doing alterations to this like very incredibly simplistic thing um, and then thus like create like an extremely large fabric of different things that all have very like, you know, it's a simple very accessible uh outlet to to grapple onto like i make people sing at the end of my set with one song (laughs) so it's like i I don't know it's just like it's kind of cool because it's like you know sing-alongs are like like folk traditionalists will like everyone's singing you know right that's how folk music would traditionally be passed down is an oral history so i I mean that's uh, i think that's kind of unique i suppose because you know you don't get a lot of no, but like crowd interaction, you know, it's just like I feel like it's a cross genre sort of thing. But yeah. <coughs> Is there anything like specific about that aspect of folk music or the culture of folk music that 
may, like naturally brings you to it or something that you find that's your favorite thing about doing folk music in particular versus like have you done other forms of music and you're like mm. nah folk music and the reason is because i love this thing about right. it right i think i mean yeah i mean that's what i haven't experienced a lot or written a lot in other genres of music i want to i want to like push myself like and write for different projects but um I think yeah what what attracted to me was that you can just have like the most bare bones of guitar and vocal or banjo and vocal and just be like completely struck dead like the like Towns Van Zant stuff that I grew up on was like live at the old quarter and it's just him and a guitar telling stories and it's just like some of the most saddest shit you've ever heard and then it's like he turns a corner and then like tells this raunchy joke about like some hillbilly in Kentucky, you know, it's just like, <laughs> and it's just like an incredibly vulnerable thing. But I did want to like, cause I, I, I'm, I'm a lone person. I like to be alone and I wanted to express things. Maybe just like, you know, to be alone playing music was definitely an expression for me at least, you know, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like my time with myself. Sure. You know, you know, yeah. yeah. Is there, um, is there anything when you're, you know, writing music and whatnot, I guess, where does your inspiration come from? And I know we were talking about this uh, in the break, but where do you find a lot of your musicality and your lyrics and the rhythms that you come up with? Where does that inspiration come from for you? Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, was, we, we was talking about Mississippi John Hurt a lot, um, just as like a playing musicality sort of thing. Lyricism would come from um, a lot of Towns Van Zandt and a lot of like, uh, Roseanne Cash, who I listened to a lot like as a kid, um, Bruce Springsteen and Patti Scofla. That duo is just amazing. And then um, the traditionalists like Pete Seeger, Woody Guthrie, mm-hmm. and Bob Dylan, and all, yeah, all, yeah. all that jazz, but also just like reading a lot of poetry for like lyrics and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of Whitman um, and just like historical nonfiction, eco philosophy sort of things. Because it's not, it's like my music is like, and how I play is one thing, but it's also like how I write and construct things is like comes from a lot of different places, you know, like literary wise or, or like mathematically or, you know, classical music has a lot to do with it. Yeah. 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 So then how do you, how do you end up incorporating those things to create? So, I mean, I've written lyrics for some songs. Like I had a buddy who did house music and I wrote lyrics for that. And you know, it was really (laughs) for real. I know. I know. It was a thing that I, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was a, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a former former time. Um past life. Yeah, past life. And it was I mean it was fun, but and I like kind of drew on my personal experiences to write those lyrics, but I always find it fascinating. Like I was like we were talking in the in the podcast. Like I come from a my mom's side of the family. Well, my dad too. Like we're all fairly musically inclined. Like I have an ear, like I can put rhythms and things together. I couldn't do it on paper. Like I'm sure you can, but I've always found it fascinating how people like you, musicians, can do that and like put like take those influences and put together this wonderful masterpiece of a song that resonates with people. And I've listened to your music, and like I've definitely felt that with your music, which is why I have you on fucking show. <laughs> but um, so, how do you find you're able to take those pieces and mold it together? What's what do you have like a process or just like? Random stuff, because I know musicians and artists have different ways of how they do things. You're talking about like the just process. Of, yeah, the of process. Like, yeah, kind of like what's your process for, for going about that? Yeah, I always I'm, find that interesting um, with people. <clears throat> I try to have process be practice. So I practice you 
you come in and out of something as a long-term trend rather than try to just do something repeatedly as a singular thing over time. Yeah. So I try to think about it as like, I'm going to, I'm going to write and read every day. I'm not going to necessarily play. I'm not going to necessarily like write a whole new song, but maybe I'll come up with this thing. Then maybe I'll come up with another thing then and put them together or the, you know, the other like crazy amounts of processes you could go to. So I hope, I suppose like my process is just using a lot of little tiny things to construct all of the things that I like, you know, for the moments that I do just like write five songs in a night, you know, it's just yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. wow, this, I, I did this. And like, you know, half of one might be okay. Or they might all be all right. And that happened like last year, you know, it's like, yeah. which is like really cool. But I try to keep in practice. And I think creativity is a practice rather than like a, I'm going to be creative today. Right. You know, sort of. Right. Vibe. So, yeah, that's why that's what I try to do. Yeah, that's that's good that you mentioned that. Um, I find that's true as well with what I try and do when I'm writing or anything. You know, I can't or even editing like it's, you know, sometimes it's just like you need that day. Mm-hmm. And like I ain't, I don't got it today. Mm-hmm. But like the next day, something sparks and boom, you're off. Yeah, you're writing something. Something inspired you. So, I feel like sometimes it's a balance in a way. Or sometimes, I mean, sometimes you kind of just have to do some shit. Yeah, but <laughs> that's why that's why it's know, like a pra- organic. I'm saying like practice. You know, it's yeah. just like that's why I write every day because it's like yeah, yeah. No matter, I mean, that's what we were talking about. Like with art, it's just like putting dualities on things. It's just like is is dangerous for anything, but especially with art because then it's like. If you're going to put boundaries around it, then you're going to call it something that you might not want to call it because it could just be a seed of something else. And it's like if you're going to discard it then, then it's like, then, y- you know, you just be destruct- self-destructive or what have you for your, your processes, I feel like. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. No, yeah. definitely. And I think a lot of other great artists have also mentioned how, like, they'll have an idea and they'll shelve it. And right. Then, like, they come back to it, like, four or five years later totally and boom they have all the stuff they need for that point mm-hmm. and i've definitely found that like norm and myself for the stuff that we've written we've kind of had that thing as well now we have something we've written and we come back to it and we're like oh well now we have all this other new experience to add to this right. thing and it's like just molding together do you have any songs that are kind of like that where you started you kind of oh, left it and then you and then it's now a thing uh, uh, not every song but a lot of these a lot of songs yeah, yeah. i mean again sometimes it is just like I'll vomit out like a bunch of stuff at once and then like pick apart it over years and then I'll keep, you know, just like the classic, like I found that editing is a new thing for me yeah, and like a helpful thing, which yeah, everyone yeah, tells yeah. you like, right. Edit it's it's a shit. necessary evil yeah, <laughs> or else like, shit doesn't happen. But that's part of like I've integrated into my practice and I'm lucky enough to collaborate with somebody, um, Scott William, who's like also an amazing songwriter that has like, an amazing practice with his songwriting that has taught me about like mine and having like just a soundboard person to like be like, is this shit? Is this great? (laughs) Is this not great? (laughs) Like, can I keep going with this or should I stop? You know, it's just like, and then having somebody even like you, you could say you could take what they say or not take what they say, but like just having somebody to say something is so helpful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. Integrating like editing for the first time helped, but like, yeah, I mean, some th- all of the songs are different within their own little worlds. But yeah. yeah, how uh, how do you collaborate with? Cause I've always been fascinated by the band aspect, and I've seen some clips of you performing on your Instagram and whatnot with like a 
bunch of string players and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But you're kind of <clears> like a singular person, but you're you kind of incorporate yourself in with other folks. So what's that like? Like you have this idea, you're like, hey, let's get like, do you write with the purpose of bringing another? Uh, like instruments and stuff or is it like hey I got this song you play it and then like they're like oh cool and they can like pick how does that work because I've been curious at watching some yeah, of the videos yeah so like I so I, for a while I was writing songs that I'd be like this would be cool on and then my intentionality wasn't completely there so like last year I started playing with other people really intentionally and trying to like learn how to play with other people because it's a whole different aspect of itself you have to like learn how to talk to different people about different methods and different musical languages like somebody who's a jazz person or somebody who's a classical person or somebody who's like untrained folky like me you know it's just yeah, like yeah. how am i going to communicate what i need to communicate to you to get what you have over here with me and it just kind of came about like i always have like just the, the things in my head you know just like neurotically right. just like yup Yes, like, I know that like feeling very humming, well. You know? yeah. <laughs> yes, so it's I like, want to turn my brain off at times. I just yeah. can't have it. I was like, I fucking think way too much. Yeah, yes, dude, yes, the, yes. Whether the thoughts and like the arrangements and just like you know these songs, like I, I want them to be big, and I'm am inspired by like a bunch of like orchestral arrangement is just like really beautiful to me, and to have like finally the language to collaborate with those folks took a while, but like now I write a song with those arrangements in mind. And with how they play them, like who personally I'm thinking of play them. Yeah. So that's super helpful. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So as you've kind of ventured into this uh, arranging for multiple aspects of a musical piece and different instrumentation and different sounds and things like that, have you, is there like a project that you've done with a group of people that you would say is like been inspirational or that you like learned a lot from that you really enjoy doing with a, like a group of folks or do you prefer kind of doing stuff on your more on your own well like I, yeah i mean on my own is like who can show up really right sure, at this point sure. you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. which i'm like lucky to have like i mean i i chose to be under elijah like my name because it came down to like all right I don't know who'll show up, but I can. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. just like... That's the first step. I feel grateful for whoever shows up or whoever wants to play in my music. So that's like a blessing in and of itself. But um, yeah, I just... Uh, I, I gained a lot from like not only just like playing music, but like playing my music with other people. Like in general, like when I invited this cellist or like a bassist or like anybody like I always gained a massive amount of just perspective of how like they look at their instrument I look at my instrument and how the song is going to go playing our instruments together you know yeah. um and dynamically so so you're not just like there's the song you know it's just like <laughs> how do we like make this something that I can draw you in right keep you in and then put you back out <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of vibe. Sure. so yeah. yeah yeah that's interesting um like creating that we were talking about that on the podcast uh, podcast also about like creating the atmosphere yeah. and things like things like that um and it's not easy to do do so do you go in to like when you're performing creating is there a way th that you have found to create that kind of story or atmosphere performance with all the stuff that you have or do you find it's difficult to kind of like hey i'm just going to play songs versus like creating like a story arc and what kind of a story arc would would that be hmm you're saying like just within my live performances or yeah, just like within yeah. songs or something yeah, um, yeah yeah 
I try to go into it however I'm like feeling that day. Like my last show, I was like just so, you know, I don't know. I don't know what happened. You know, it's just like my partner's been gone for so long. And it's just like I was feeling like, you know, just like a frustration. And then I was just like feeling like this, like this, this fire of just like impeachment. Sh- you know, it's just like all yeah, of the yeah. factors and variables that I was just like personally like dealing with. I just like wanted to like let out. And like, that's what I used it for. You know what I mean? Instead sure. of being like, I'm going to be like this on stage. I was just like, I'm just going to be like this energy and this the vibration. I'm in right and this now. State yeah. And, and try to convey that as much as possible through my words. And it like, you know, it, when you internalize songs, you can like spit them out in different ways. And I've like sure. learned to just like, yeah, it's just like, I'm going to, I'm going to feel this thing right now, but I'm just also going to like sing this song exactly how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like, like yeah, that's that's an interesting thing about music, right? You can you can definitely do that. Yeah. Where, like, and we were talking about the differences between comedy and music and whatnot. Where I find, at least for myself with comedy, particularly when I was doing improv, it's like, you know, those like I would have emotional days or like days where I was like off, and it's like now I gotta go try and be funny. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like I don't really feel like being funny, but in uh, improv, the tenet is like, well, don't be angry, don't argue and whatnot. But it's like some days I was like. And then some of the people you have to deal with in improv classes, <laughs> I mean, Norm's <laughs> laughing, but like, you're just like, ah, oh, fuck. And you're just like, it just adds to it. And like, I'm not sure if there's a way in improv or like stand, well, stand up maybe, but like, even then, like stand up's all kind of like measured out. Now, I know music is measured out, but I feel like music has more of the ability to, like a song can be done multiple ways. It's still that song, but it can be performed in many different ways, right? That's why you have like cover bands that can perform songs that will sound a little bit different, maybe here sure. and there. Um, but in comedy, I haven't found that uh, necessarily to be as easily the case. Um, have you noticed when you're um, like, let's say, have you noticed like audience react differently when you're in these different types of when you're performing a song differently and have you performed a song different, like the same song, but differently has, has it given you different reactions Has that taught you anything? Yeah. I think, you know, I feel like audiences and anyone in a crowd can like, you can, uh, you, you just know when someone is uncomfortable, like watching somebody. So like, exp- like, you know, if someone is like nervous or thinks that they're like messing up, that conveys through your performance and like, I'm sure you've seen a show where you're yeah. just like, this person's nervous right now. And I'm like, yeah. that's fine to be nervous. Like right. nervous is great. Nervous is like vulnerability. It's like, you know, uncomfortability. It's like where you're at right now. It's like, I, you know, no one can tell you where you're at right now or like how to be, but like, I definitely like felt different ways performing different songs. And, but it, it, sometimes you like fight the crowd and sometimes the crowd fights you, but like, sometimes it's just like, we're all just all on the same page and this is great. You know, it's just like, it's yeah, like, yeah. I don't, I don't need you listening to me all the time. Like, that's not what I'm asking to be like incredibly attentive and like quiet as a mouse. But like, you know, it's like, if I'm not, if I'm not drawing you in to like make you shut up, then I'm not doing my job. I feel like, yeah, you right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah, just for like, sure. I, I gotta draw your attention somehow. But yeah, like personally, I mean, I like doing these renditions differently and doing these expressions differently and, yeah, once you can get into a song and just like act it out in just like a different way, it's it feels really good. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I can see that. Is there as you've experienced that, is there a particular performance that you've done where like it was like your 
favorite performance because you kind of got that vibe with the crowd and yeah. like it was really going. I'm, you got a cool like I'm performance story skeptical. you can share. Skeptical of calling a favorite performance a favorite okay, performance. Okay, sure. Just cause. Yes. I'm superstitious. Sure. No, sure. I'm like gonna say this is like a, st- a story of a performance you very much enjoy. Let's call cool. it that That's way. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We're not superstitious, but we might be a little stitious. <laughs> is the yeah, phrase dude. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm playing Friday the Thirteenth. So oh, right. Like, yeah. Good point. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> All right. I well, that makes so sense. That I'm like I trying to be chill about it. <laughs> yeah, but right. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't I know like that this one. They gave me Friday the Thirteenth, and I'm yeah. like, oh man, All I right, think motherfuckers, about that. Yeah. like we're gonna do this. Yep, yep, yep. But I'd say, like, I don't know, just like each each performance, I go into it with intentionality, and each performance, I dissect what I did, what worked, what didn't work. But like every performance, I like actually enjoy because it's like. Then I then I get to do that, you know what I mean? Right. Not that I just get to perform, but I get to like dissect and like learn from it as just like as a as a entity that has passed or an entity that's coming up. I always can like feed into each other about it. So that's why. Yeah. I'm super serious. I'm not gonna tell you which. All right. Like. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But fair like enough. All of them. <laughs> all of them. Even but the bombs, man. You're also, but you're also sharing something you love to do with others. So it's yeah. always like when I'm up there on doing comic, I'm loving doing what I'm doing. I'm loving doing this. So I'm glad right. I'm, I'm hoping somebody is getting affected or learning something or having a laugh at my expense is also okay. But yeah. uh, that's, that's the general <laughs> gist. All right. I got one last question for you before we go to the lightning round. But, uh, ooh, yes. Um, so my last question for you oh, – sorry, I got two last questions. I just thought – I forgot about another one. Uh, first question before we get to lightning round is, what's one thing performing and writing and doing music has taught you about life that you've used in your non-musical life? Oh, we do the hard questions here on the yeah, couch stores, man. Jesus Christ. Yes. Um, Philosophical. Well, what I was talking about with practice, I think I just try to apply with all a lot of other aspects of my life in terms of like, I mean, wait, every aspect that I like do from a day to day or like a year to year or month to month is just like I, I try to feed everything into other things and using using my art to not pent up everything, you know? Yeah. But like yeah. also just like knowing knowing self is super important yeah i guess but i mean it's like in in a in a multi-dimensional answer i suppose just like bringing the practice of which i have experienced trying to get better at my art into other aspects of life i suppose that's what yeah that's what my answer would be yeah yeah that's nice that's nice answer (laughs) That's very good. Very good. Yeah, I, I can agree with you. Yeah, there's there's definitely a discipline and a practice right. need to have, and that helps with all assets, uh, aspects of life for sure. And asses, apparently. I can't I can't say assets. Oh. I only say, yeah, give us the assets. <laughs> uh, so delectable. Um, well, that, that too. <laughs> I don't know. Jesus. It goes off the rails here. We never know. Jesus has nothing to do with it. That's true. Good point. Um <laughs> But uh, that ties in nicely. So, so you're incorporating these things in the other aspects of your life. What are some things you like to do, Elijah Burlo, when you're not doing music? Mm, cook, eat, read, um, sleep. Uh, basically, <laughs> basically, be a human. Those <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically, the be stuff a human. of life. 
Yeah. I, no, I, I seriously, I've cooked since I was, um, since I could hold a pan, basically. Oh, nice. Yeah. I also like to cook. Yeah, I love cooking. We should man. go back and forth and share some recipes. Share the recipes. Yeah, I need some new shit to cook. So, Dude, uh, I cook. I mean, yeah, I just, I cook as a form of expression. I learned a lot from my mother in terms of just, like, how to be in a kitchen. It's just, like, being being around food all the time. I used to work on farms. I used to work in a butcher shop. I used to be around food activism a lot. So that's like a part and fabric of, of how I express myself and how I how I do things and how I think about the world in general and philosophy. But yeah. Nice. Yeah, basically, cooking does basically that. food and music, I think. Yeah. That's, all right. that's all I could yeah. ever hope for. All right. One last one last thing before we get to the lighting round. What's uh what book are you currently reading? It sounds so pretentious. Well, if it's pretentious, that's pretentious, ah, I suppose. Fuck, I guess I am pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> you know those oh, books you read because it's like you want somebody to ask you what you're reading. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes, I you know. Want somebody yes. to be like, I'm, I'm reading still Cicero. 150th page of. Her- <laughs> I'm reading The Fall yeah. and Decline of the Roman Empire. <laughs> I'm reading um, Herodotus. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't far off with Cicero. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yo, that's bro. why I was like, should I? Even oh, say? that's hilarious. Yo, no, I mean, oh my God, I want to do this more. I have, I've got to get back to reading, but I've wanted to like do a classical reading like that and like read the classical people and it's, like learn it's from that. Nice. It's, it is, it is nice. It's Comic. an, it's a, yes, but yeah. when it activates your brain and it helps you, you know, avoid Alzheimer's and dementia. So, <laughs> <laughs> do just do some, some word puzzles. It helps. All right, sure. Um, but yeah, cool, man. All right, that's cool. Herodotus, bro. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking get on that real quick. Herodotus, Cicero, Plato, and Socrates. Who? <laughs> oh, dude, no, I think that's dope. I got now, now you made me feel like shit. Now I'm like, fuck, I gotta what read some high quality stuff. Uh, I'm reading a book about the Cold War Sick. right now. Yeah, that's a good book. And then a, a, a buddy of mine bought me a book about like Polish. Uh, he's Polish guys. We bought me another. I had the first book in the series. He bought me the next one. Mm. So that's my next one. I got to tackle about Poland and how we fucked up in World War II. <laughs> actually, they did very well. Side note: the Polish were not as dumb okay, as people I was like, think. The U.S. They actually did very well for having just horses. Those horses actually did. They only lasted like twenty-four days, <laughs> but everybody thought they were gonna last like two days. And then the Germans and the Russians were like, "Why the fuck are they still fighting us? They have horses." <laughs> Like, it's like our horses are there. actually was, okay. Tidbit: I know this is off the rails, <laughs> but the Polish army was more better trained. More better? They were more better. They were better trained than the German and the Russian troops combined. But I'm just gonna what? say that, FYI, the people, the the best pilots in the Battle of Britain, Polish pilots. Just gonna throw that out there. Okay, Polacks, what's up, y'all? Um, but I also have English ancestry, Polish? so it's just a waste of my time. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, Got off you. the rails. How about you give me a lightning round? All right, fucking hell. All right, let's do this. All right, let's go. You ready for the lightning round? Uh, Here we right. go. Yeah. Some of them are fast and some of them are non-fast. Okay. So you just give your best answer. Just off some the top of them of my are Chicago. Yeah, off the top of your head. Some stuff Chicago based and some other stuff is I'm gonna I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ask all you right, a bunch all of right, questions all right, all right. until I feel like not asking you any more questions. Go for <laughs> it. All right, ready? Yep. It's time for the lightning, lightning, light, lightning round. Ding, ding, ding. We're gonna have like a graphic and stuff at some point. All right, here we go. <laughs> First question: What fa- what's your favorite song that you've done thus far? Do you have one? Uh, yeah, it's called Surrounded. Surrounded. I've heard that one. It's quite good. All right. Question number two. Where, if you've traveled and performed, where is the best place that you've performed outside of Chicago? My favorite right now should would be Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. And 
particular club or anywhere over there that you really enjoyed or just Detroit in general? Uh, Detroit in general, there's a lot of clubs that I want to play that I want to go back to and do. But yeah. All right. Your favorite venue that you've performed here in Chicago? Uh, hideout in Chicago. Oh, the Hideout. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good spot. Good spot. Good spot. All right. All right. Next question. All right. Chicago style hot dog or an Italian beef? Um, where would you go? What's your preference? Wh- where would I go? No, between oh, the what two. What would I go? What would you pick between the two? Chicago style hot dog or Italian, or Italian beef? beef? Hot dog. Hot dog? Yeah. Okay, ketchup? Don't do this to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're from Massachusetts. I know, I know. I'm from Massachusetts. I don't know. You... But don't put ketchup on the hot dog. All right, all right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's just, it's just... All right, here. Next question The river walk or the beach? Beach. A beach? Yeah. North Avenue Beach, Montrose Beach. Montrose Beach. Montrose Beach. Actually, Ooh. Foster Beach is my favorite beach. Ah, yeah. All right. You get all right, yeah. Good answers. All right, <laughs> fine. Um would you prefer to go to a dive bar or a club in the city? Uh my house. <laughs> <laughs> is that one of the I think answers? that's the best answer I think anybody's <laughs> ever given. That's phenomenal. I love that. Okay, cool. Cool. Um Sears Tower or Willis Tower? Hancock. <laughs> I'm, I love sorry, I'm, I'm giving, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm giving you like trick questions, and you're giving the right <laughs> answers to all of these. That's so great. Like that was my next question: Was John Hancock or seriously like fuck? It, I'm going to the next question yeah, immediately. Yeah, yeah. You're killing this lightning <laughs> round, bro. <laughs> Fucking killing it. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite ingredient on your on a deep dish pizza? Sausage. Are you going to Lou Malnati's or Giordano's? Lou. Ooh, very good. Do you know Pequods? <laughs> I do know of Pequods. Do you like Pequods? I haven't had it. Okay. Well, you need to go. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to fucking Pequods in the lightning round. Uh, the Bean or Millennium Park? The Bean. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, where's your favorite spot to go in the city to get a view of the Chicago skyline? Uh, Mariana's parking lot on Chicago and Danon. That's weirdly specific. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping to get like a stumped answer there, and he's like, nah, bitch, I know exactly <laughs> what I'm saying here. All right, fair enough. Oh, what's, what is that? Is that your favorite rooftop place in the whole city then? No. No. No? Is that the next oh, question? Yeah, that's the next question now. What's your favorite uh, rooftop bar in the city? Rooftop bar? Yeah. Oh, do you not go? Rooftop bar? Yes. What are you talking How about? What other rooftops bar? would you go to? I go to just One that serves rooftops. alcohol. You just go to rooftops? Yeah. Random <laughs> rooftops? He brings his own beer. He's a BYOB guy. I love it. That's an answer. I'll take that. Take I'll that take answer. that 100 take per cent. Okay, cool. Uh, field Museum or the Art Museum? Field. Okay. Museum. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, Field Museum versus Science and muse- Museum. Museum of Science and Industry. I would go Field. Oh, you like really the like field. the Field? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they got a lot of cool stuff in there. Yeah. All right. Dinosaurs. Gotcha. All right. Are you are you a sports fan? Uh, I don't like playing sports. Okay, we're still gonna answer. We're still gonna ask these questions. All right, keep on. All right, favorite Chicago sports team? Cubs. Hmm. Interesting. What? <laughs> I don't. I don't have a preference. I mean, that's that's totally cool. I just that was not an answer okay, I was expecting. Cool. Real quick, but that's cool. Cubs. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wrigley Field or bleachers outside of the stadium? Where would you would we prefer to be in? I'd prefer to be in the Wrigley Field. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's the correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite neighborhood to go in the city to hang out? Like a, like a hood? Uh, I do. I mean, I I am close by and thoroughly enjoy Logan. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Good answer, man. I love Logan. Logan's yeah, dope. Great. That's a good answer. Okay. All right. 
Is that it? Did I win? No, you didn't win anything. Fuck. I'm not done yet. Okay, keep going. South side, west side, north side, or loop. Well, I live on the west side, so west side. Okay, west yeah. side. Yeah. Do you drive on the expressways at all? No. Okay, well, that's going to scrap that question then. <laughs> <laughs> Making this shit up on the fly, motherfuckers. Really? Yeah, that's I don't know. I suppose. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fuck it. Do you eat Italian beef? Yeah. Okay, Al's or Portillo's? Al's. Ooh. You know, we're going to be doing a beef off, so we'll tell you. But yeah, Al's is, <laughs> we'll tell you where to fucking go. I'm just kidding. That's a good answer. Al's is dope. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you go to live theater? Uh, I try to, yeah. Okay, Goodman or Steppenwolf? I haven't been to either yet. Okay, so that's a no. Uh, <laughs> what about, have you been to Second City or I.O.? Yeah. Second City second or I.O.? City, second City. Okay, Second City. Yeah. You prefer Second City. Okay, good. Improv or traditional theater? Improv. Okay. Actually. Nice. Yeah. All right. I'm not just trying to kiss your ass. I think <laughs> I do both. So either way, you're kissing my ass, Elijah. Well, that's cool. It's a very self-serving question. <laughs> I'm just say. All right. Sorry. All right. What's your favorite thing about being in Chicago and living here? Uh, you can actually go to the beach. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. What's one thing that you've learned having lived in Chicago? How to navigate a grid system. That's that's one thing. That's that's one thing. That's phenomenal. I have, navigate, I have a that's, lot of heavy answers, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're gonna figure out the world on this show. Couch <laughs> stories. All right, cool, man. All right. Um, what's uh, what's one piece of advice you wish you had before you had moved to Chicago that you did not have? piece of advice to that you wish you had had wish you had had to move before to you moved to Chicago that you did not have well, I did, I, I, um, like you came here and you're like Humboldt. oh shit move to Humboldt oh interesting yeah. any particular reason why I just feel like you you move so much in a city and just getting to know one area is just so much better than like trying to hop around and then finding the area and then settling in I suppose but I didn't really know anyone when I moved to Chicago to give me advice anyway, so. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. You know. All right. I like it. All right. Last question last on question. the lightning round. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. Here we go. I asked this to everybody on mm. Couch Stories. Mm -hmm. This is the, always the final question. For those of you who have been watching, you know. What is one piece of advice you would give to someone who is either moving to Chicago or coming to visit for the very first time? Uh, eat food. <laughs> any particular food just like eat the food in chicago it's phenomenal like go to i'd hit the strip in logan i'd hit i would i would stay away from wicker park sorry and i'd go to chinatown and go to pilsen i'd go to um pretty much don't go to the loop at all i'd go don't go to advice. West Loop at all. Yeah, I would go. I would well, say not to good, go, but it's, but it's expensive. It's just you, there's just better places for things that are actually the thing that you're trying to eat there. That's also true. Not to shit on like those chefs; they're really great chefs. But like, just go to Pilsen if you want Mexican food, or some shit. You know, go to Chinatown if you want Chinese yeah. food. Go to Little Vietnam, Little India, the Ethiopian restaurants up north. Um, yeah, just to eat a lot of food. 
Nice. Yeah. Love it. Elijah Burlow, thank you for being on Couch Stories. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, where can the people go and find you? On Spotify, of course, but uh, just type in your name, right? Just type in my name. Just go to Google and type just, in Elijah Burlow. That's what Google. I did. It's Google. Spotify, Instagram, all of his stuff is up there. I watch his stories. You'll see his stuff. He's got a great show. If you're, this won't be up before your show, but he, you got a show in 2020 already planned? Yeah. Okay, tell him about that show because by the time this comes out, that show will be relevant. <laughs> I'm actually playing Fitzgerald's the 13th. Of January? February. February. February 13th. And you have any flyers or anything, tell us. We will post it on our page so our followers and viewers can help you out. You Go check them out, Elijah Burlow. And if you liked what you saw here tonight and you loved everything that you heard on the podcast and everything that Elijah was saying, I hope you enjoyed listening to him. I certainly did. I definitely learned a lot of things. Uh, and I hope to continue learning about this guy and uh, all the cool stuff with folk music and everything he does. But if you liked these types of segments, please help us out. Go to Chicago 60 S I X T Y on Facebook and like us and follow us there. If you're watching this on YouTube, which you probably are, cause you can only really get this content on YouTube, then hit the subscribe button and the little notification bell so that you can get all the new segments like couch stories and all the podcast stuff that we don't always post on Facebook there. Go to, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. Really helps our content get up there so people in Chicago can learn about cool people like Elijah and when they're performing and go see them and help them and grow their careers and all the things that they love to do and just learn about cool stuff in the city. So go do that. If you want to see behind-the-scenes stuff and amazing foes that Norm and Joe and Ron come up with, because I don't do that shit, then go to our Instagram page, Chicago underscore six zero, Chicago underscore six zero. Go there. If you like listening to this stuff on Spotify, then just wait till 2020 we'll be up there if you want to donate to us you can't yet but we will have a website and a patreon account very soon in 2020 also so you can just you know keep watching just when you watch this just wait a month and then come back and then do it uh so anyway go and help us so we can keep doing what we love to do and bring you great content so you can learn about amazing people and the city that we love which is called chicago so with that uh thank you all for watching we will see you next time elijah again thank you very much for being on couch stories that's another edition of couch stories see you later Bye bye